reading here at verse number 8. Hallelujah. First Chronicles chapter 14 and verse number 8. Thank you, Brother Gaither. Appreciate it, Brother. Hallelujah. First Chronicles 14, verse 8. If you got it, stand. Thank you, Jesus. First Chronicles is uh, right before Second Chronicles. If you need help finding it. What does one person say? Man, we have more fun on accident than the world has on purpose. Amen. It's fun being a Christian. I love our church. I love this is such a great atmosphere, great, great, uh, just community here. God's given us glory to God. First Chronicles fourteen eight, and when the Philistines heard that David was anointed king over all Israel, okay, so let's break this down real quick. David had just been anointed to be king over Israel, and the enemy finds out about it. So it said, as soon as they found out that he was anointed to be king over Israel, all the Philistines went up to seek David. And David heard of it and went out against them. And the Philistines came and spread themselves in the valley of Rephim. And David inquired of God. Mm, I love it. Inquired of God, saying, Shall I go up against the Philistines? And wilt thou deliver them into mine hand? And the Lord said unto him, Go up, for I will deliver them into thine hand. So they came up to Belparazim, and David smote them there. And David said, God hath broke in upon mine enemies by mine hand, like the breaking forth of waters, therefore he called the name of that place Belparazim. We'll go ahead and stop there and then get into the rest of it here in a little bit. Dear God, we love you. We thank you, Lord, for each song. God, we have been ministered to here tonight. Lord, already in this service, God, you have ministered to us through song, through testimony. And God, Lord, we're fixing to get into your word. And Lord, we need you, Lord, to preach this here tonight. Lord, we know that we can do nothing without you, God. And we, we just allow you to, to take, take this sermon and preach it through us. God, we pray that you would be with us, Lord, here today as we deliver and be with us as we receive. We love you, Lord. And the church said, Amen. Be seated if you want to. You can clap if you want to. You can say, Amen, if you want to. Run the aisles if you want to. Hallelujah. Just don't go to sleep if you want to, all right? <clears throat> so, I want to preach tonight on Master of the Breakthrough. Master of the Breakthrough. So there's a few things that we see here, but I want to, I want to kind of dissect this here tonight. But I want us to, to focus in on verse number 11. Uh, that's kind of where we get our, our theme from here tonight. The Bible says that, so they came upon Belparazim, and David smote them there, and David said, God hath broken up in upon mine enemies by mine hand like the breaking forth of waters. 
Basically what this is talking about, and actually the name Bel Parazim actually comes from, it means breaches, uh, 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 to, to make a gap in and break through a wall, barrier, or defense. Hallelujah. And, and matter of fact, if you look at some of the commentaries, I was going through some of the commentaries here a while back about this specific passage, and I found some of the commentaries were calling uh, this, this Bel Parazim or this, this place here that they named basically had the meaning of master of the breakthrough. Hallelujah. So I, I want, I, that's what I want to preach here tonight in your situation tonight. It, whatever, you're, whatever you come in needing a breakthrough in your life, I've got good news for you. The master of the breakthrough is here for you tonight. Hallelujah. I said he's here for you tonight. He's here and he's ready to help you break through whatever you need to break through. But I believe that there's a few things in this story in order for us to get through our breakthrough, get to our breakthrough. I think that there's a few things that we need to understand. He was newly crowned king, verse number two says. Uh, uh, David's old arch enemy, all right? We, now, we need to understand, this was, uh, 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 you know, the, the, the enemy upon enemies. They always had a problem with the Philistines. It seemed like that there was, there was problems throughout history with, with uh, Israel and the Philistines. We read a lot about it in the Old Testament. We read a lot about it in, in, uh, up to this point when Saul was king. Matter of fact, he was killed uh, uh, by the Philistines. So we see that this was such a big deal here and such a big rival for how many of you have had rivals in your life that you've been able to look at and say you are my number one enemy anybody else had those things where you were able to look and say you're it man if I could get rid of you man I'd just float through life anybody ever felt that way if I could just get rid of this problem man I could just float through life I'm going to tell you now I understand and, and, and you know what those things are seasonal in our lives it seemed like that when we get through something and then we reach the next season of our life that then we run into something else that becomes a big enemy to us and and we understand that those things come some things, uh, uh, it just seems like that if we could get victory over this, man, we could just we could just make it. And that may be what the Israelites felt at this time. Man, if we could just get through, if we could just break through, if we could just get through this, this enemy in our life, there's nothing that we can't do. If we could just defeat the Philistines, if we could just get revenge for the last war that we lost against them, then there's no enemy that we can't win against. Then there's nothing that we can't can't do it. Oh, but it seems like time and time again, we're coming up the same wall time and time again. I've talked to some of our youth at times. Matter of fact, Brother Matt brought this out about some of our youth uh, uh, talking and saying, what's the biggest thing in your life? What do you think? And some of them said this. They said, it seems like we come in our worship and in our, and in our experience with God up against a wall and we can't seem to break through that wall. How many have ever been in that spiritually where it seemed like that you would pray up to a point, but you couldn't break through that point. You could experience up to a point, but it seemed like that you couldn't climb any more than that. You could up to that point, but all of a sudden when you reach that wall, something happens and you can't seem to get through that thing. Well, can I tell you here tonight what I would like to see? I would like to see someone around this altar in a few moments to meet with the master of the breakthroughs and break through 
that wall, hallelujah, and get your deliverance and live in your victory, hallelujah, and understand what it is to have a peace that passes understandings. When somebody comes up against anxiety time and time again ought to know what it's like to live in the rest of God. I'm going to tell you something, church. We're serving a God that's able tonight to give us a breakthrough. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He's the master of the breakthrough. Many times I've stood toe-to-toe with you. Same enemy time after time after time. Israel stands once again. Now, a great battle was won to show the newly crowned king was the real deal. Hallelujah. David names that place, Belprazim. The word Belprazim, the Hebrew means a place of breaches. All right, it was Nelson that implied that it was, that it was the, the, the implication of the meeting was master of the breakthrough. So let's take a look at this. All right, now we see that the enemy, they, they didn't really care anything. You, you know, as, as a matter of fact, when you really dig in and study, you'll find that towards the end uh, of David running and, and, and trying to, that, that he actually joins up with the Philistines. And he was going to go to war against his own people. And God put a stop to it for a reason. How many of you, how many of you think the devil's pretty upset with you because at one point in time he had you on his side, but all of a sudden now it seemed like that you, he had you going the way that he wanted you to go. He, wanted you, he had you doing what he wanted you to do. And then all of a sudden something happened. The blood of Jesus was applied to that life. Hallelujah. And the things that you used to do, you don't do anymore. And now you're working against him instead of for him. He don't know what to do with you now. At one time he had you doing what he he wanted you to do, Brother Travis. He had you living the life that he wanted you to live. He had him had you go in the direction. Oh, but, but all of a sudden you, you broke through and you got saved and you begin to live a life. And now he's saying, whoa, hold on a second. That same person that I had going in my direction is raising up a family. Hallelujah. That's making a difference in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. I tell you here today, in every one of our lives, we've got that where we can say, oh, at one time we we were working for the enemy, or maybe we weren't doing much of anything. We were just kind of floating through life, didn't have anything to worry about. But all of a sudden, an anointing came upon David. Hallelujah. Oh, and he got a position of king. How many know that an anointing can come upon us? And we have a position as a prince in this kingdom. Hallelujah. Oh, I come to tell you here tonight, the enemy don't like it when you come against him. The enemy don't like it when you stand up and take him what's rightfully yours, and it's only then that he wants to come against you. He don't care about it if you're not, you know, if you're not really going to step up and, and, and work in your anointing. Oh, but Brother Jared, I don't preach. It don't matter. You still have an anointing on your life to do what God called you to do, whatever it may be, an anointing to witness at work, an anointing to whatever it may be. God's giving you that. Don't let Satan come in and, and try to sell you short on that. I'm going to tell you, if you begin to live in your anointing, the devil's going to take up. He's, enemy's going to look up, and they're going to notice. He didn't care up to that point. Philistines didn't care up to that point. Didn't matter up to that point. But all of a sudden, oh, somebody gets anointed king. Oh, now I want you to, to, to look real quick. And I don't know, I'm I I don't I, I don't know exactly, you know, uh 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 
I'm, I'm just reading what the Bible says here and, and kind of looking at it in my, own, in my own view here. But it says, and when the Philistines heard that David was anointed king over all Israel. And we're talking about some, somebody who was this, the, uh, 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 you know, on their side at one point. The Bible says, all the Philistines went up to seek David. Now listen to this. All the Philistines, all the Philistines went up to seek David. Now, I mean, I'm not real sure if they came wanting to fight. Now, you got to understand this. Somebody's working hand-in-hand hand with them. Maybe they just came and they said, you know what? We, we want to make an alliance. Woo, come on now. I'm going to tell you, one of the biggest problems that we have as Christians sometimes is we, we're, not, we, you know, we, we're, we're, not, we're not going to be working for the enemy, but we're okay with being in an alliance with them. I won't mess with you. Come on now. Hallelujah. I won't mess with you if you don't mess with me. And we'll kind of have an agreeance here. I, okay, I, you don't have to worry about me witnessing as long as I don't have to worry about you uh, uh, affecting, affecting my life life. Come on now. Hallelujah. And if we're not careful, we'll begin to partner up with the enemy in our lives, living our lives, not serving the enemy, but yet not fight. Oh, hallelujah. But yet not fighting the, oh, come on somebody. You know it's easy for us to do. You know what? There are times in our lives when it's easier for us to walk away from the fight and to get away from, but I'm telling you, God did not put you as a soldier in this army to walk through this thing and never use your sword and never use your shield and never use your armor. He has he has gotten everything and give you everything for you to do what? For you to fight. Yes. Hallelujah. For you to fight. Glory to God. Process of the breakthrough. Anointed. That moment when you step into the will of God, the enemy takes notice and puts together an attack. He's going to try to get to you any way that he can. If he can make a deal with you, he will. Hallelujah. You're looking at me here tonight, but I'm telling you that there's been a lot of deals that's been made with Christians. Hallelujah. This is a war. This is a fight that's going on. It's in the dance. All right? We're in this thing to fight. So we see here in the process of the breakthrough, the master of the breakthrough, we see that the man was anointed. And then we see that he inquired. I love this. And David inquired of God, saying, shall I go up against the Philistine? How many know that the most important thing you can do in your breakthrough is do it God's way? We talked about it this morning. If you want to break through, I mean, you can come up with a lot of plans yourself, but if you want to break through, do it God's way. Sometimes it don't seem like that it's, that it's the, the right way, doing it God's way, but you don't understand what he's got up his sleeve. Hallelujah. You don't understand what help that he's got coming. You told me that we're supposed to go up to a sea, or, 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 or up to, uh, up to uh, uh, the Red Sea, and, and we got that in front of us, and then behind, how in the world are we supposed to get victory here? His ways sometimes don't make much sense, Brother Stephen, but if you 
you'll just do it God's way. He will make a way where there seems to be no way. Hallelujah. Open up the sea. Walk across. Oh, here comes the enemy following after. Greatest victory uh, of the greatest military of its day. They never had to lift a finger. Never had to lift a sword. Never had to put a shield up. Never had to worry about arrows being shot. Never had to worry about one chariot. What are you telling me, Brother Jeff? When you inquire of God and learn to do it in his way. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, I'm telling you, that's where the breakthrough comes from. Hallelujah. He inquired of God. Man, I love this. God said, go up. Go up. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2 says, Looking unto Jesus, the author, the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Looking unto Jesus. When you inquire of somebody, oh, I'm going to tell you something. There's times I talk to my wife, and I get close to her. I want to hear what she's whispering. I want to hear what she's saying. I don't inquire of Jeremy back there and say, hey, Jeremy, tell me. No, if I'm going to inquire of Jeremy, I'm going to go back there to Jeremy. I'm going to say, hey, what do we need to do about this situation? What are you telling? me, Brother Jared, I'm telling you that, that when you inquire of God, you have to get close to God. Hallelujah. You have to draw nigh to him. He said, if you would make, make the effort here tonight and draw nigh to him, that he would make the effort here tonight and draw nigh to you. Hallelujah. What are you telling me, Brother Jared? Maybe it's time for you to take a couple of spiritual steps toward him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Maybe it's time for somebody to tarry down here for just a little while. Hallelujah. To inquire of him and allow him to draw in close to you. Glory to God. Oh, he inquired him, and then he listened. Then he listened. One of the things I think that we deal with the most, we tend to talk more than we listen. Hallelujah. I talked to a pastor here a while back. He said that, that uh, he took three weeks a year, and, and it was a Monday, missed two Sundays to, to the next Saturday. He said he would, he would leave, he'd go with his family, it's a three-month, basically, sabbatical during the year. Go with his family. And when he would go, he said, he said I, what I did at that point, he said, I didn't pray like I usually pray. I didn't. He said, what I did is I listened. I listened. You know, God gave us two ears and one mouth for a reason. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Listen. Listen to him. I'm going to tell you something, man. Some of, the greatest, some of the greatest prayer times that I've had I didn't say very many words at all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Some of, the, some of the greatest prayer times in my life had just been simply, simply being in his presence. Oh, glory to God. I love it. Here a while back, just, just, just being there and saying, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, there's something about that name, Master, Savior, Jesus. Like the fragrance after the rain. Oh, Jesus, 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 let all heaven and
keys and kingdoms shall all pass away. But there's something about that name. And it felt a little bit like it did in here in my personal prayer time as I began to sing that song. Oh, hallelujah. It wasn't a, no, no big prayer that had a bunch of fancy words or didn't. No, sir. Hallelujah. It was just simply be, being in his presence, letting him speak deep into my heart. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you something, church. We need to learn to listen to God. If we're going to inquire, please listen. Hallelujah. If we're going to come to him, please listen. If you're going to ask him, please be answered. Oh, my God, help us, Lord, to learn what it's like to listen to the Lord. Lord, glory to God, glory to God. So he was anointed. Oh, yes, we've seen that he inquired, and God told him what? Go up. He inquired of God, and then he showed action. He went, and he done what God told him to do. It's not enough to get orders. You have to put those orders to work. Leadership in action, or I'm sorry, not position. Can you say amen? Leadership is leading. Hallelujah. Leadership is stepping out. Glory to God. God has anointed you to do that work that he's called you to. Step out and do it. Glow up. Hallelujah. And then he followed God. We see verses 12 through 17. And then we understand here, guys, in, in, in the in, 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 uh, verse number 14, David, we see that the, the Philistines yet again spread themselves abroad in the valley. So we see the first one that God was with David. And in the second part of this, God was in front before him. And if God be for you, hallelujah, who can be against you? So what David do, he inquired again and God told him. He said, this time you're not going to do it like you did the first time. The first time that you came out, and I think I said this here maybe a couple months ago. The first time you came out, he fought the Philistines, and they ran up into the caves and into the different things. And when you take a look at the, we were able to go up and, and, and get away. But this time, God positioned David and his army. He said, you wait till I go first in the mulberry. You wait till you hear in the mulberry trees. And you hear in the mulberry trees. He said, I'm fixing to give you a victory in your life that you won't have to worry about the Philistines like you had before. Hallelujah. Where, where is this going to be a victory uh, over something that you've been covering, this wall you've been coming against, this enemy you've been facing time after time. Tonight's the night that you're going to get victory. I'm going to tell you, maybe God has taken you tonight and positioning you in a different place. Maybe God is making you look at things in a different perspective. Maybe God's got you in a place right now to where you feel broken where you you know what that's okay because God's put you in a place where you can get your complete breakthrough hallelujah your victory that you need in order not to just run the enemy away so you can meet him next service hallelujah oh come on church hallelujah not to where you can just fight him again here down at the altar feel good go home and meet the same thing but I'm going to tell you maybe God's got you in a place here tonight oh if you'll listen and inquire and listen to him 
him. Maybe he's telling you this time, son, I, you've been fighting, you've been doing good, and I'm grateful for, for what you've been doing. Hallelujah. But, but, but what we're going to do now is we're going to change things up a little bit, and we're going to take it from a different direction, and we're going to bring you around to the backside. Hallelujah. We're going to stick you by the mulberry trees. Oh, and when you hear me, hallelujah, oh, go before you. Oh, my God, my God. You're going to come out and get a victory like you never have before. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you, if you need your breakthrough, the master of the breakthrough is here tonight. Hallelujah. And if you'll get close to him, and if you'll listen to him here tonight, I believe that God has got an answer for you. And if he'll, you'll allow him to go out before you here tonight, you could get your complete victory. Can you say amen? Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, you're in the right place for a breakthrough. Oh, hallelujah. You're in the right place for a breakthrough here tonight. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know I've told this a few times. I was a very secluded, very uh, backward young man. Kind of hard to realize, right? A little... I didn't say much at all. As a matter of fact, I didn't have to. I had a brother, Justin, uh, who was, he had enough personality for probably everybody on this side right here. I mean, wonderful person to be about. Very fun, funny, just everybody loved him. And so what Justin would do, I would just follow him, and he would do things. I'd throw my two cents every now and again in, and, and I would be, you know, I would be cool with my brother because my brother was doing his thing, and I... At 15 years old, I lost my brother. He was 17, got in a car accident. And I'm going to tell you something. At that time in my life, I didn't understand. I, I couldn't comprehend. Matter of fact, it was the hardest, one of the hardest times that I've ever had to go through in my life. Fell into a very deep depression. I didn't, couldn't, couldn't eat right, couldn't. Uh, matter of fact, I've done, uh, I, I didn't go out on breaks. And I didn't want, what was so weird is I didn't even notice it. I just, you know, it was just life. I'm just doing life. But you know what? In that hardest time, in that hardest storm in life, that's when the greatest miracle happened in my life. I had a preacher get up and preach, Brother Israel Ochoa. And I came down to that altar, guys. And whenever I hit that altar that night, it was different than every other night. I was in a different position than I'd ever been in. I needed God more than I ever had. I needed a breakthrough. I couldn't continue down the road that I was in. And I hit that altar that night. I rededicated my life to him. He saved me. He filled me with the baptism of the Holy Ghost same night. And he called me to preach. All three in one night. Oh, but Brother Jared, you were in depression. But Brother Jared, your circumstance was horrible circumstance. You, you know, you were lucky to be. But Brother Jared, the enemy that was against you was so. No, no, no. It, it, I wasn't, it wasn't that God was, I was running away. God was repositioning me for a breakthrough. I'm going to tell you here tonight if you need it. If you need a breakthrough. He's the master of the breakthrough. He's the master of the breakthrough. 
But Brother Jerry, you don't know what I'm facing. You don't know the enemy that I'm coming against. You don't know how weak that I am. Do, you, do I have to go through the stories in the Bible to remind us here tonight of the odds of this person winning against this person? Hallelujah. The odds of a David and Goliath? Come on now. The, the, the odds of a man going into a pit on a snowy day and fighting a lion? Hallelujah. I have to remind you of the odds of what I, I'm going to tell you something. God's he loves it. And when he gets the glory, he loves it. Brother Jared, you don't know what my, no, I don't. I don't know where you're at, but I know he does. And I know here tonight that he sent me with this message. If you need a breakthrough in your circumstance, if you need a breakthrough in your spiritual life, Brother Jared, I haven't felt him. Oh, hallelujah, like I've wanted to feel him in a couple of months. Well, guess what? Tonight is the night where you can get a hold of your breakthrough. Hallelujah. What are you telling me, Brother Jared? I'm telling you, whatever your need is, whatever your wall is, it's not big enough to hold your God back. Tonight you're serving somebody who is the master of the breakthrough in this service. Let's stand all across the building. Just lift your hands for a few moments and worship the Lord.